0: And you're listening to Livin' La Viva Voce. My name is Meg.
1: And my name is Adam.
0: And today it is Adam's turn to present. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm a little bit tipsy. I just Next two vodka shots, and I've been nursing um, an old malt cider, which is vegan friendly. Yeah, just found and out today.
0: I've been having a uh, two glasses of this vegan friendly Riesling uh, called Sturmfalken, maybe storm clouds in German, um, and it's quite tasty. I'm I'm pretty tipsy. I think I need to drink a little bit more, but we'll see what happens. So basically, we're in a kind of strange setup. This week. So, listeners, perhaps the recording from last week, um, episode nine, Imola, you may have detected some um, technical boo boos. Uh, This week, we are. No, it is not my fault. But this week, we are recording from the same mic. So, it's going to get a little bit adult.
1: Intimate.
0: Intimate.
1: Intimate. (laughs)
0: All right, and with, and with that voice crack, Adam, do you <laughs> want to take it away?
1: Oh, is that it. We're just going to hop straight in there. We're not going to have any of this like this pre-record banter. I was feeling that there's a lot of chemistry between us. I thought like we were gonna. I was going to maybe like one day ask you out. Really? Yeah.
0: Listeners, this is the first time I'm hearing of this.
1: Yeah, I thought we were having a romantic sort of thing going on. Wow, I thought this was going to go beyond platonic.
0: This one mic setup is is really changing up our relationship. It's really
1: changing the dynamic, isn't it? I kind (laughs) of hate it. I I hate it too. In in the two years that we've been in a relationship, I've never felt more romantic with you. It's
0: bizarre. I'm staring deep into his eyes, like about half a foot away, and I hate it.
1: (laughs) It felt more platonic up until this point. Yeah, I really did. You were like my, like like a female best friend. Yeah, and now it's <laughs> and now we're sexual. Lovers.
0: All right. So with that. So last week the word that I gave you if I'm not mistaken is juggalo.
1: Or as they like to pronounce it, jugolos.
0: That's not true. That's not, That's true. not, true. not true. This is a it's viva voce. You have to do this <laughs> correctly. You have to, you
1: have to. the viva voce hasn't started yet. I'm not being marked, am I? Am I being marked on my pre banter as well? No. No? No. No, so as far as I'm concerned, this is pre banter.
0: Alright, okay. But um, whenever you're ready, I'm I I want to hear some legit stuff.
1: Okay, well um, uh, this week you gave me uh juggalos as my sort of keyword yeah right um which is an interesting word because is it a word is the real question uh, it's a word in the sense that you know people type it and send it right but you know it's not like a word that you might necessarily look up in the english dictionary right? honey i'll
0: just say if it's uh, not wikipedia it's a word to me <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sure that's the standard by which people define words in a thousand years time was it? Did it make it into into Wikipedia? Um, no, no, I'm not disputing. I, I'm not here to dispute the technicalities of it. What I'm, what I think I'm more trying to say is, you know, if you look at our previous words, you know, they've all been at uh, most locations, right? So obviously, Imola was probably the most sort of deviant from the words that we've had so far. Maybe
0: right? high def because it was a hyphenated word.
1: Sure. But I think, you know, there was an implication that it was still ultimately two words, right? High definition, right? So there was a, the, you know, all of them have sort of a really obvious sort of universally recognized meaning to them, right? Okay. Whereas obviously with juggalos, you know, I think that it's one of those things where you wouldn't know what it is if you didn't Google it, Right um
0: can i just say though to counter when you do google it you find out exactly what it is
1: this is true this is true like it's it's a very distinct word there's there's no there's no splitting hairs over what juggalo means is there um which is i'm not again i'm not objecting and and actually that's not the point of my talk i just wanted to sort of i want to throw that out there because i think it's interesting that this is probably we're starting to deviate from the main of the podcast where we're starting to give out some some words that are uh unconventional is that a word yeah that unconventional i think
0: so a little bit singular yeah, yeah. 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 some some um, neologisms right
1: yeah exactly right um and and you'll be excited to find out what i've got in store for you in a minute um anyway my talk is entitled juggalos freedom of expression versus the right to safety um so i'll come on to why i'm going to talk about that in a second i think this is a really interesting talk because i think this is a this is actually something that, you know, philosophers, ethicists, all kinds of people have debated for years, you know, at, well, no, at every tier of society, right, because there's ultimately always a trade-off between freedom um, of expression and, and, and people's, and you know, people's individual and, you know, sort of like community right to safety, right. Um, so I'm going to begin by uh, talking a little bit about what a juggalo actually is, or what juggalos actually are, right. So, have you heard of Insane Clown Posse? Yes, I have. So Insane Clown Posse is this um, 90s rap duo. Um,
0: I thought it was a bigger group. I'm not going to lie. It, well,
1: it, well, okay. So it's a duo with a band, right? Um, so it's not, you know, it's a group, but not a group, if that makes sense. Uh you know it's like Hall & of notes or something right where you know, you've got those two recognizable leading people but obviously there's a larger band that actually makes that all come together right you know so um anyway so Juggalos. anyway um insane clown posse is this band um sort of emerged in the 90s uh to give you an idea of what they're like um i would describe them as a sort of mix between beastie boys if you're familiar with beastie boys which is sort of like this sort of Rap rock kind of thing going on And Eminem And the reason I sort of pick Eminem Is because it's sort of like this very sort of I don't want to say violent Because I don't think Eminem himself Is a sort of particularly violent rapper He has some very graphic lyrics uh, In a lot of his raps right But they pale in comparison To Insane Clown Posse Because Insane Clown Posse's lyrics are Well insane
0: Can I just say I've always thought of the aesthetic the visual aesthetic because i have to i haven't really listened to a lot of the music but the visual aesthetic to be a combination of guy Fieri and kiss
1: wow that that's a that's a that's a pretty good summary yeah you've got this like um sort of bleach blonde hair or
0: like smash mouth and yeah kiss. like
1: like the spiky bleach blonde hair like the like nineteen ninety six Romanian World Cup team. That's something you should look up. There's this. There's this. always. Uh, I don't know if it's nineteen ninety six There's this. There's this old photo of the Romanian World Cup team. They've all got bleach blonde hair, and they're all spiked up. And they all look like they'd all gone to the same barber on the same weekend, which it they was, probably did. It was horrendous. That's all I will say. Anyway, um, so in same Clown posse is this uh, sort of group that belongs to what's known as horrorcore. If you're familiar with horrorcore um so yeah so uh, you know there's a lot of this violent imagery in raps um you know there's a lot of this sort of like really visceral imagery um and I, I would like to note at this point because i have actually sort of likened them a little bit to eminem they actually had a rivalry with eminem um okay because eminem was becoming well you know better, better question more is who hasn't had a rivalry with eminem let's be honest right um but actually, it was, it was quite funny because I, I read the Wikipedia article on this. And, and this wasn't really the main point. So that's why I didn't do a lot of research on this. But apparently Eminem was sort of promoting his sort of like first like headline show. And he came up to Insane Clown Posse and like gave him the fly. And the fly said, uh, you know, all of these different rappers. And then he said, Insane Clown Posse, brackets, maybe close bracket sure and you know it'd say clear positive like yo like why have you put this on there? yo we're gonna come after you yeah and he was like well because you know you might be coming you know that's why i'm like yeah but you didn't ask us. So i was like yeah well i'm asking you now <laughs> because obviously you know you can you can just imagine the conversation that eminem has you know it's not really an it's not really an invite so much as an expectation right yeah. Um, so anyway this sort of feud emerged and obviously um, actually at one point um, insane clown posse actually released a parody of the slim 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 shady uh song oh, i was sort of like the first slim shady song called slim anus um so yeah yeah you, you know, you're starting to get an idea of, the kind of <laughs> you're starting to get an idea of the caliber of the kind of sort of lyrics that we're coming up against um sort of reading about it a lot of people want to ascribe this idea that you know these lyrics talk about hardship and like you know growing up like like really poor and all this kind of stuff can i say is yeah.
0: the ethos like white trash is that kind of like yeah the vibe?
1: that's that's exactly that's exactly it. And, and and i'll come on to that a little bit later um it's sort of yeah it's very like it's almost like redneck rap right like this idea that you know like we're the outcasts we're the rejects we're the the whatever right um and the sort of ethos and all this like a lot of people are like oh well you know these are moralities tales about you know against domestic violence against racism against sexism i'm not convinced if i'm being completely honest um i didn't feel like you know in mind i only skimmed their raps yeah i listened to a lot of sort of different things that they sort of put out and i read a lot of the lyrics because obviously a lot of these things you have to, you read the lyrics because you don't ever understand them the first time round. But uh, I'm not convinced, is what I'll say. Um, so, you know, there's even stuff in there like anti-homophobia, stuff like that. Anyway, um, I think, and, and coming back to Eminem briefly again, I think the distinction and the reason I like someone like Eminem, whereas I don't necessarily like someone like ICP in St. Clown Post, I've called them ICP from now just for, just for the brevity of it. Um is that there's not a lot of self awareness in their work, right? I think you know you listen to um, you know, uh, you know Eminem's work, and and he's very self aware, and I think he's self aware to the extent that he understands, like you know, even the impact that his work has on on even the communities, right? That sort of like he's singing about, or that he's sort of his, his works inspired by, and stuff like this, and you know. Um, whether that makes it okay is another question you know I'm not sure as, as you know, that necessarily mitigates that but I think I think you know self-awareness is perhaps the first step at the very least um, anyway tell you about Juggalos have emerged as this kind of weird subculture around ICP um, and, and perhaps more accurately so obviously ICP as you understand it is like really shocking graphic, violent, you know, sort of thing. So wh- what do you do if you're an artist and you're signed to Disney?
0: What? No, hang on. What? If you're
1: signed to Disney. Okay. Or one, or one of Disney's, like, you know. Yeah, Many, like, yeah. you know, billion different record labels that they hold. Yeah. And Disney go to you. Yeah, you know that, like, like album that you recorded? Well, we don't want you to release those three songs because they're way too violent yeah. and they're not part of Disney's image. And then they release your album and then they recall it after three days because they're like, no, this is horrible. Um, And, you know, like, bear in mind, like, at the time, Disney was under a lot of flack because they'd, like, they'd released some, like, sort of pro-gay, like, work or something. I don't know. And they're under a fire from a lot of Christian conservative groups.
0: I'm so confused. Are you telling me that... ICP was signed on to a Disney subsidiary?
1: Yeah. As, yeah so I'm that is...
0: Cr- what? But, but, but here's Okay.
1: The, what do you do as, as someone who signed to a Disney subsidiary? And, you know, you have a difference of opinion...
0: Yeah. ...about how violent <laughs> lyrics are? No, but, be. like, that's crazy because, like, you know, whether or not you like ICP, right, and you like that kind of, you know, brand, that's their brand, right? Like, if they compromise that, they don't really... They aren't insane clown posse anymore, right? Like, anyways, that's crazy. I didn't know they were, I didn't know, like, that was the kind of record company they signed on with.
1: So, anyway, so, so, what do you do? What do you do when your record label goes, record this album? No, you can't have those songs. No, You gotta send gonna... them
0: out anyways, right? Like, that's who you are, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, what do you do?
0: You publish them I don't know. You publish you... them anyway. You yeah. start your own record label. Okay, okay. okay.
1: Um, so, they start their own record label. Um, it's called Psychopathic Records,
0: okay. obviously,
1: because, you know, why not? Um, and, you know, they start signing up sort of artists in like a similar vein, right? Which is to be expected, right? Because they're providing essentially this kind of, is haven the right word maybe? Uh, or, or at least recording space uh, for these artists that perhaps are not welcome. Anyway, so the Juggalo movement sort of is not just solely ICP dedicated, but more dedicated to all of these artists that are through, you know, psychopathic records and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, like um, there's a lot of other artists that sort of have a very similar sort of inspired, um, like, you know, works, right? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, you know, Insane Clan Posse set up their own record label and you've now got this sort of one roof that they can all fit under. And obviously sort of juggalos then sort of, Flock not just to ICP, but also the artists also signed to that record label. So
0: you're telling me that when we use a term like juggalo, we're referring to not only fans of Insane Clown Posse, but rather just fans of works produced by Psychopathic Records.
1: Yeah, I think there's still distinct. I think ICP is still this kind of headline act, I guess, for lack of a better word. You know, it's still like Still like this sort of, sort of major unifying factor, right? Uh, but, you know, it, it broadly is much more of this like horrorcore rap sort of rock sort of thing going on, right? Um, which is interesting. Anyway. So anyway, um, again, you know, as you've already mentioned, and I'll sort of bring it up again, you you know that they obviously have a very distinctive image, right? Um, so Insane Cloud Posse, like you say, it's, it's this weird mix of like, kiss meets like smash mouth or something right you know like like these spiked blonde bleach blonde hair with like black sort of black and white sort of face paint um that's sort of in a very clown like shape um and a lot of black red and white clothing right that's sort of like the big like mix of things that that you can sort of see icp and juggalos wearing right Obviously, jugglers take on this identity too, right? They they wear a lot of psychopathic records paraphernalia, um, you know, a lot of this black face paint, black, a lot of this white face paint, you know, wrote right? like shaped into clown faces, all this kind of stuff, right? So, so that's the that's the sort of subculture there, right? Um, now, perhaps as a result of this very sort of distinguishing identity, jugglers have started to become associated with gang crime
0: um yeah because can i just say when i was a kid right i i kind of learned about icp when i was in grade five because my teacher was really into icp sure and when i had like watched like a few like videos or like coverage on the news or whatever i was like terrified of it because i was like (laughs) holy crap like
1: he's a juggler
0: no but i was like you know the music sounds so violent like they look so crazy Yeah. yeah like but can i just say As I got older, I've actually heard that some sort of members, I guess, like, any member of a subculture, right, like, do a lot of, like, charity and, like, activism, like, positive activism and stuff like that. I don't know.
1: I think this is what I really want to talk about, because I think think this is what makes jugglers really interesting as a subculture, right? And perhaps as, like, a modern American subculture. Um, So perhaps as a result of the distinguishing identity, perhaps because of, like the similarities in their interests whatever right you know there's a lot of gang crime that started to emerge from juggalos right um so much so that juggalos have now been classified by the fbi's uh gang intelligence center or gang intelligence agency or whatever they whatever they call themselves now as actually as actually like a classified gang right so juggalos are classified as a gang that's hilarious um for the purpose of this talk, I'm going to use jugglos just to refer to anyone in the subculture. So that's, you know, whether they are members of a gang, whether they've committed, like, sort of gang or organised crimes, or whether or not they're just, you know, whatever, right? I'm going to refer to juggalo gangs as specifically people or, or groups that engage in organised crime. Um, and I'm going to refer to sort of juggalo fans as individuals who are not engaged in organised crime, right? So not not actually like gang members, you know, haven't taken on this identity as a means to commit crime or to be associated with people that commit crime, right? um, And this is just to help with the rest of the talk, right? So as I mentioned, obviously, the FBI has classified juggalos as a sort of gang, right? Um, however, as you may imagine, this has caused some sort of consternation amongst juggalos fans um whom you know many law law enforcement officials and agencies you know they recognize they are predominantly non-violent and maybe 10 15 percent of all juggalos at most are engaged in organized criminal criminal activity under this like juggalo banner right um i think where the issue becomes more interesting uh, and so, you know, sort of perhaps does raise some questions about the true nature of jugglers and organised crime, right? Um, is that although many jugglers are associated with the street gang, the Bloods, and others, uh, particularly in the criminal justice situation, um, so, ugh, sorry, hold on, is that sort of jugglers are engaged, you know, with a wide variety of other gangs. sorry I've got to put something up here because so I can keep on pressing the button accidentally. So, I don't know. What do you know about the Bloods? Are you familiar with the Bloods? Have you heard that term?
0: Very, 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 very loosely. What, they're know? in LA or something like they that? They're in LA. Yeah, so yeah, well,
1: yeah, Well, they're not anymore. The, the Bloods and the Crips are both yeah. recognized as sort of like US-wide street gangs. Now. Sure. But yes, they both emerged out of the L.A. LAC. Um, I think you'll find that the uh, Crips came first, and then the Bloods sort of emerged as a response to the Crips. Sure. Yeah. Um, they sort of largely emerged out of like African-American communities in LA, you know, quite impoverished communities, you know, stuff like this, right? Um, and, and the Bloods sort of emerged as a protective organisation almost because of, you know, how violent the Crips had become in their like, organised crime and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, what I think really makes Juggalos really interesting is this very chameleon attribute they have to them because, you know, Juggalo criminal gangs have been associated both with the Bloods in LA and those sort of areas, but also with the Aryan Brotherhood.
0: Okay, can I just say, this is also something that I was going to ask, would you say from doing your research that the majority of Juggalos are white?
1: Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, right. So, um, going back to what I was saying about the FBI, so there's this declassified report in sort of like Juggalo and Juggalo criminal activity. They place most Juggalos in between the ages of 16 and 26. Bear in mind this was in 2007 okay so, so
0: that's you know 14 years yeah, ago 14
1: years ago so yeah. it's just, you know more like you know 30 to 40 yeah um but you know they, they, and and they say they're predominantly white uh predominantly from you know working class community stuff like this you know, very you know typical like fbi psychoanalysts like we're gonna like completely break people down into just their like social identity right you know um but but still interesting nonetheless yes so so they are a predominantly like white sort of community right not exclusive i don't want to say that and actually even psychopathic records does have quite a few black artists sort of assigned to them right um which i think is what makes the idea you know like juggalo gangs are associated with these like hyper racist hyper nationalist organizations in the criminal justice system crazy right you know in Texas and stuff like jugglers have been associated with the Ku Klux Klan, you know and then you know, you go only you, you go only you know a couple of thousand miles sort of of, of west and all of a sudden you're in la and, and jugglers are associated with the bloods right you know, yeah. like, so there's this real like I said this real chameleon quality to the organized crime element of that Which I think... I think delegitimizes personally the argument that juggalos are... Or juggalo gangs are like a criminal element inspired by the juggalo subculture, right? Because it's not clearly motivated by a sense of identity, right? Or identity with that particular group or subculture, right? Yeah, because... You know that subculture isn't that versatile, right? Like I don't think any any culture is versatile enough to be able to go from one end of the spectrum of being like you know white supremacists to the other end of the spectrum where you know you're sort of you're predominantly associated with your know, African American street gangs, right? Um, but anyway, that's by the by because I want to sort of move on now and I want to talk about. Um, So, Juggalos have described their classification as a gang, or as as an organised criminal element, uh, and likened it, and you're you're going to sort of balk at this one a little bit, they've likened it to the treatment and harassment of Muslim Americans in the post-911 era. Okay. (laughs) Which, I agree with the right to freedom of expression, but... That's not really a fair comparison. Yeah, that's because true. Because you can't really change that you're a Muslim American. Yeah. But you can stop wearing black and white face paint and black, red, and white clothing.
0: Yeah, well, you're not a juggalo, are you, Adam? Like, okay. I don't know. Like, so, just some real conviction
1: to your identity as a it juggalo. It really is, isn't
0: yeah. It? This is true because neither of us, like, both of us are, are, are big fans of stuff and, like, we really enjoy, like, different types of, like, culture and art and media. I would say, and maybe you can disagree with me on this, but neither of us are hardcore fans of stuff, right? Like...
1: No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think either. Of like, none local. of
0: neither of us are gonna like on an everyday basis dress up, speak yeah. in a certain way, yeah. Yeah. listen to only one kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like embody yeah. this kind of yeah. one fan group, right? Like 100%. neither of us do that. I
1: don't know, but I mean, th- we say that, but there are plenty of people that do, and, and in many different communities, right? Like jugglers aren't a unique community by any stretch of the imagination, right? I think, oh, I think perhaps what i'm gonna use a i'm gonna use a bold word here word here what what leads to the persecution of druglos? i use persecution very i use persecution very loosely yeah very very loosely I, very loosely is that obviously their subculture is already rooted in such violent music right you know like anime fans who like dress up as their favorite characters you know Animes aren't generally espousing particularly violent views. Yeah, he says. When, well, when, yeah, when right. I, you know, but but you know, you know.
0: Neither, by the way, listeners. Neither of us are like really big fans of like anime, anime though, or yeah. like Japanese. I mean, not, so, like, this isn't a crack at anime. Account. Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, but I think I think the difference is is that you know you don't watch anime necessarily because you're looking for violence, right? Whereas all of insane clown posse and all of their sort of signed artists and all of the sort of music that embodies the juggler culture is violent by nature because that is what appeals to that community, right? So I think it's very easy to tarnish them. Again, tarnish is a strong word, um, with this one brush that they are, you know, all violent and all, you know, all, all, all sort of part of criminal gangs. Um, suffice it to say, the ACLU of Michigan, so American Civil Liberties Union, yeah. and ICP are currently engaged in a lawsuit against the FBI to try and get this, wow. classification, this classification declassified. Yeah,
0: no, I would, I would, yeah. They
1: lost. Okay. Because the judge basically ruled that the ICP couldn't prove that the classification caused them any material harm.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Um, Which... It's interesting because, you, you know, I think clearly people are so convicted to this, like, fandom, this sort of, like, subculture that they f- don't really care about the the, the the fact that they're also occasionally classified as gang members. Because 90% of them are non-violent. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and you are right, you know, I, I think I think this is... I, I think, and this is the point at which I'm actually going to defend that claim and comparison to Muslim Americans, right? Briefly, I'm not saying that, that it's necessarily a fair comparison, but I'm going to defend this, this comparison because jugglers do engage in a lot of charitable work as well. You know, they do engage in a lot of, like, you know, like good work within their communities, right? Their their, their music might be sort of violent and stuff like that, but, you know, like they do engage in a lot of good as well, a lot of them. And I think this is ultimately the thing right i think this is where the comparison does hold some water is actually that juggalos aren't one thing or another right they're not quite criminal or they're not not a criminal right they're they're not good and they're not bad you know they are like any community whether that's a white community a black community an asian community you know middle eastern community doesn't matter right where you have a percentage or a proportion that are naturally part of this sort of you know nefarious sort of criminal element but they are but a fraction of the actual community itself right um i think the only thing that makes it more unfortunate for juggling more than anything is is that their identity is so so appropriate i think <laughs> is the word for for criminal activity that i think a lot of people take on this identity without really being interested in, yeah. in ICP. and
0: can i just say i know that like icp is a really like 90s 2000s kind of kind of culture so i'd be interested to see you know any listeners who maybe wouldn't consider themselves to be a juggalo but perhaps listen to insane clown posse like i'd be down to hear your perspectives and we'd be absolutely down to get schooled by people who are like juggalos i'd be i no, actually, i i would love to be i would love to meet and talk to juggalos 100 anyway
1: so that sort of concludes my talk. My talk wasn't really a, It wasn't really a. I don't really have a. I don't really have a, a, a final conclusion. My conclusion is, is one of, um, yeah. Ultimately, there there is this challenge of balancing up safety of community with freedom of expression, right? And I think, hmm, I think you should have the right to walk down the street in black and white face paint, shaped like a clown, and wear red, black, and white clothing, but obviously. When police are told we're looking for a guy with a machete who's wearing black and white face paint and red, white and black clothing, it's hard not for them to stop and pull you over, right? And again, I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, no, sorry, it's not what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that's a problematic thing, right? Because it really does become this question of how far is freedom of expression, right?
0: Yeah, I think that was a really, really wonderful talk. I think also Insane Clown Posse and the kind of juggalo lifestyle, if you can call it that, or just, you know, like, this kind of, you know, fan appreciation kind of uh, organization. is It is very American, mm-hmm. and I think there is this long, long, like, deeply American legacy of suspicion against people who are not fitting that kind of traditional image of what a, what a person should look like or behave like.
1: Which is ironic, really, if you think about it, because America was entirely founded on nut jobs travelling across, like, an ocean in order to practice their weird and wacky religious views. Yeah. <coughs> oh, Christian
0: Americans. The Puritans, <laughs> right? Oh, no, Lord. It's... it's I was just, like... I'm always just so fascinated with Juggalos because, you know, it must be, like, really cathartic to listen to to that maybe kind of music or or to really get into, like, moshing or, like, meeting other people who are part of that kind of, like, rave-esque kind of lifestyle and, like, going to these areas and partying and listening to this kind of music and just letting loose. And then even, you know, being lots of friends, like, being friends with them and, like, doing, like having fun and no, like doing good stuff bro- 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 i don't know sing over
1: violent lyrics
0: it's just you know like this is the kind of thing it's like if you're having a good time right and uh, unfortunately i think this is one of those kinds of subcultures where it, it attracts a lot of very passionate very like radical or like you know um, extreme thinking yeah, kind of people it's, it's right Yeah, uh,
1: you know, it is this sort of like broad church of crazy
0: exactly yeah. we're just like very very kind of out there like dramatic like hardcore kind of people, right? Yeah. And that and that usually splits in many directions. Um, anyways, like, I really, really liked your talk, even though, I will say, not sure there was an argument, but I had a really good, like, I had a lot of fun, and I think that was a really in-depth survey of Juggalos, and, like, you know, that kind of, the, the kinds of questions that that us being Juggalo outsiders would have.
1: But I think, I think the point I want to come back to, because I always like to end on something quite poignant, Sure. that's sort of like my that's my shtick right is juggalos serve as a sort of petri dish of the emergence of new cultures right and you know when you think about 2000 years ago when something like christianity started to emerge right it didn't emerge in a sort of time period where things traveled fast and spread the globe really quickly right whereas nowadays and even back in the 90s despite you know the poor internet connection stuff like that you know like telephone you know music tv all this kind of stuff still allowed these sort of medias to spread really really quickly and as a result even the culture as well right i think ultimately you know juggalos are symbolic of the emergence of modern cultures right and a lot of these you know, in a very Darwinian sense, I guess, will die away, right? You know, the artists will be, has been in five minutes or whatever, right? But a small fraction of them will continue for tens or hundreds or dare I even say thousands of years, right? You know, like, no, and and, and you look at me like I'm crazy now, but, you know, this this is something that happens on a multi-generational level, right? And so whilst I again, I'm hesitant for this dis- this comparison to other sort of, you know, persecuted ethnic groups or social groups or whatever, right? I think there is some degree of merit to this question of how do we treat people that are differently, uh, that are different? How do we treat people that have different interests and different values and different, you know, things that are of interest to them? And I think that Juggalo's embody perfectly the kind of inequalities that have given rise to so many social issues in the US, right? I think they show and they provide a roof for a lot of people who feel let down, feel failed, feel excluded from the current sort of socio-economic environment that they occupy. And so, we can look across at them and be sort of very suspicious, which I think is what, you know, is natural when you're trying to try, try and protect communities and stuff. But I think the reality is is that jugglers are simply a response to people feeling left out.
0: And on that note, I am going to award you a PhD in music and cultural studies from... Penn State, which is actually a very, very, very bad. good school. I'll take
1: that. I'll take uh, that. That's the best school I've been sorry, given so far.
0: Sorry, sorry to all our Penn State folks out there. care who... I got okay. a PhD <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. Okay. Okay. and for winging it, and as well. for winging. well All right. Will Anyways, I... um, why don't you give me your, uh, my word for next week, and then we will wrap this baby up.
1: Okay, Meg. As you know, next week's word is beginning with K. And in the spirit of words that are... What, what do you call them? Neo, neo, neologisms. What does that mean?
0: It means a newly invented word. Okay. Like a newly coined word.
1: Neologism. In the spirit of neologisms. Gisms. Oh, I have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> cut that. <laughs> um, in, the sp- in the spirit of neologisms. Um, I'm going to give you the word koroban. That's koroban with a K. And I'll spell that for you. Yeah, please do. K-O-R. R R I B A M. Uh, so the word I right. and I will I will leave it at that. I will I won't reveal any mystery. I won't I won't give any hints away. Uh, some people listening to this might be might be familiar with that word already, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it like that and and, and and let it be a
0: surprise. All right. So that concludes this episode of Live in La Viva Voce. Uh, I think we had a excellent discussion. And I'm excited to do the research and come with some findings on Korriban. So, for people who are really uh, big fans of the show, who enjoyed this episode, check us out on our social media pages. Um, Twitter, at Livin'Viva, Viva, or our Facebook page, Livin' La Viva Voce, for more information, for pictures of us, what we're drinking, when you can expect a new episode, how's it going. We'd be really excited to have you.
1: And uh, before you disappear off, if you're listening to us on any major podcast service, don't forget to smash that subscribe yeah, button. Yeah, please do. You know, because every time we release a new podcast, and we, we are, we, we're aiming to release every Friday, um, give or take, you know, you'll get notified. They'll go, hey, did you know yeah. the movie vote is back? exactly. They've got another episode. Another
0: subpar episode.
1: They're they're coming back to to shove more unwanted knowledge down your throats. Drunk comedy, you can call it that. (laughs) Dramedy. Dramedy. (laughs) Like a camel. Anyway.
0: (laughs) And on that strange, strange note, I've been Meg.
1: And I've been Adam.
0: And thank you. (laughs) Livin Love.
1: Livin' Love
0: Alright, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye!